It's time for AI News, brought to you by AI AW Podcast. So, okay, I chose a story that uh, came up, I think, like yesterday. Um, I think it's a really big thing, and it's really been overflowing my LinkedIn and other social media uh, feeds in, in yeah, just today. So there was a big AI safety summit where they had a big like global collaboration which includes like China, US, Europe and like 20 I think five other countries or something all coming together and trying to find out you know how can we maximize the good of AI and potentially regulate or find legislation that will minimize the harm of AI. And uh, I remember seeing um uh, the vice president of US uh, that was there as well, Kamala Harris, and she, for one, gave a really awesome speech. It was so well rehearsed and, and, and awesomely professionally um, presented. And, and she spoke about you know, a number of things. I, I disagreed with the number of things she said. She said something like, um, you know, should we be afraid about existential risks, etc.? Then she gave, you know, in a very like rhetoric kind of awesome thing. Isn't this a uh, existential risk, etc.? But then she connected it to individuals. She said, like, well, what happens if uh, you have a deep fake that exposes your kid on social media? Isn't that an existential risk to your family? And then they said something like, uh, if you have something um, that AI that produces a gun and, and they kill your husband, isn't that an existential risk to you, to your husband? And, and I think they are abusing the word existential. <laughs> existential is per definition not individual, I would say. But still, it, it was an awesome talk by Kamala Harris, and, and that was interesting. And what's really interesting is that they all came together, like China, US, Europe, and so many other countries, and that they also included tech giants. Mm. You know, we, We've been speaking about tech giants uh, for a long time here, and that they have a big lead, and we'll speak about the... AI divide saying that the top giants like you know Google, Microsoft, OpenAI, uh, Amazon, and, and so many more, Meta, etc., are in such a lead and so valuable. So they are more powerful, I would argue, than most of the countries. And, and this really exemplifies this because it produced the top countries together with the top companies. At the same, uh, at the same. This, to talk about this, you needed to have the superpowers like uh, China and US, but you also needed the superpowers mm. in terms of some tech giants. And then they, you know, try to, we'll see what really comes out of this, but they, they spoke about the new term that I haven't heard before as well. They, sk they spoke about the um, frontier AI. So they didn't speak about AGI. They didn't speak about... Um, like foundational model or generative AI. They spoke about frontier AI. And that is a new term. And it could be interesting to, to think more about, you know, what that really means. I have to think more about if that's a good or bad thing, but it's new at least, and it's interesting. So now we have generative AI, we have frontier AI, and we have real world AI as different <laughs> people trying to put the label Human on. level AI and narrow yeah. AI and uh, yeah. so many different types of AI. But what, what, what are they trying to achieve by putting a label of frontier AI? Could you, oh, this is what you need to look deeper yeah, into. I have at least one quote that I wrote down because I didn't, uh, I couldn't memorize it. But to make frontier AI safe and to ensure nations and citizens globally can realize its benefits now and in the future. 
Sounds good. Um, and then they, you know, spoke about the, the number of risks. Um, um, and they also spoke, you know, the different type of risks it can be with AI. It can be, uh, you can actually have good actors like Microsoft or Google the, or Midjourney and, and others that that want to produce AI services that are for the good of the customers, but it can go bad and it can be mistakes and they can break laws by creating these kind of services. And, and that can turn out really dangerous for uh, the society. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Goran pulled up what is Frontier AI. Mm. And th there's a paper. This paper uses the government's chosen definition of Frontier AI. So this is some... This yes, seems and like it says like it's highly capable general purpose AI models that can perform a, a wide variety of tasks and match or exceed the capabilities present in today most advanced models. So it's not like they're they are avoiding here the term human or human or life. So it's or more AGI like AI or yeah. Uh, I like this because it actually doesn't only focus on um, yeah more general AI or generative yeah. AI. It's speaking about the most advanced models. Yes, exactly. And I think this is good, actually. Yeah. I think this is a good way of putting it as well, because as soon as you start using AGI, for, for, for people in the industry, it means something quite extreme, right? Yeah. And, and I think uh, if you just use AI for autonomous weapons or something, I mean, that wouldn't be a general but, kind of generative AI. But, it but, it, be but, but using it frontier AI as opposed to... And I guess traditional AI or commonplace AI is a way to frame it. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. And then they, they have these kind of four types of risks. It was the good actors going bad, or, or they could be the bad actors that, uh, you know, intentionally using it to, you know, create a new coronavirus or biological weapons or whatnot. And, and then we have the whole um, agency kind of problem where. AI takes control and you have the singularity and whatnot and, and simply the, the social turmoil. And, and then they spoke about that and, and different ways to, to collaborate throughout the world and, and properly have a common agreed upon policy globally to, to fight with this. And, and, and I think it's good because otherwise the problem is that if some country or a single company say, I will go responsible now, but then the competitor just focus on revenue, they will lose. So they need to have it both from a country global point of view, but also from a company shared view of how to fight this. So I think this is an amazing, surprising and, and really good move. Uh, I'll let you go first, uh, uh, Goran, because I'm f afraid of stealing uh, your ideas the whole time. So <laughs> So I don't have one, I will do very short actually things, but it's around six, seven, eight of those. The first thing that was very interesting. Oh, you that know, was mine. Okay, good. But then you <laughs> take that one because I have other ones. Uh, first of all, AI was voted as the word of the, word of the year. So this is very big one. So uh, based on how many people have has been, uh, has been talking about it and has been Googling the, 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 world, the word AI is now officially the word of the year by Collins Dictionary. Um, so there it is, AI is the, the uh, word of the year. Second thing, um, so Apple released their uh, uh, M3 chip, which is basically their response to the AI war that is going on right now, where basically the, the uh, so they have a new chip, which will basically help uh, many uh, 
organizations and people that are working with Mac to speed up the process of uh, AI innovation. Um, of course, with this, they are also creating a new ecosystem. So basically people can innovate and uh, with AI through Mac and uh, Apple products. So this is very big. Uh, the French uh, AI company Mistral, they just basically announced that they will be gathering another $300 million, uh, which will put them on a valuation of $1 billion uh, in total. Um, so they are officially uh, basically the European uh, answer to chat GPT or OpenAI. So they are the biggest right now. Yes, in the, in but there is an interesting twist to this. So the Germany richest man, do you know who it is? No. The guy who basically owns Lidl. Little little the supermarket. Mm -hmm. so, supermarket guy. So now he has a foundation which is called like Charitable Foundation, which is called like Dieter Schwartz Foundation. So they are creating right now uh, AI, um, uh, what is called um, Innovation Park, that is aiming to take on the race with OpenAI and lifting the German uh, LLM. Uh, it's called Aleph Alpha to basically, yeah, you know, uh, so they're investing uh, a lot of money over the next 10 years, making Germany actually one of the, the countries that will have, uh, you know, um, quite good large language models. So I think they're mostly actually not fighting with OpenAI here. They're fighting with the Mistral in France, but it's okay. Yeah. Uh, but I'm happy that we have more of this uh, coming up in Europe. So this is quite nice, actually. So this is good. Um, what is else is new? Uh, Google add uh, $2 billion uh, to Anthropic. You remember in the last uh, episode, we were talking about Amazon investing 4 billion in uh, Anthropic. Google just uh, basically did uh, 2 billion in them as well. So both Amazon and Google in Anthropic. Yes, because they want to speed up the game and actually make sure uh, they are on the right uh, uh, track with OpenAI and Microsoft and everything. Yeah, so they, they actually go for the, they are, they are putting money on, this, on the second one or yes. whatever, uh, yeah, interesting. The official thing is that basically it's urgency to innovate in AI along the Google own project, which is called Gemini, that we basically didn't have a chance to discuss over some episodes back. I'm waiting for uh, Anders to start talking it's not about released it. Yet, yeah. yeah, exactly. So let's see how it's going to go. Uh, and ChatGPT released all the tools. So now you basically can upload PDF into ChatGPT and analyze it which is completely crashing the whole PDF uh, market, you know? Um, and it's making it much easier actually for people to work with it. Uh, one of the big things in ChatGPT, and if you have worked with that, is that uh, you cannot uh, paste a large amount of text. So uh, for example, let's say that this episode right now, I want to use the transcript to create a summary of it it will be impossible because you will need to divide that into several sections in order for to upload the entire transcript. Now, if I take the transcript, put it into a PDF, and then upload the PDF directly into ChatGPT, then I can get uh, that. Uh, so thing we found there. a way now around Yes, this. and it's an it's a, it's a exciting thing to do because this is going to speed up content marketing. And I'm, uh, you heard me before speaking with my marketeers uh, earlier. I'm looking forward to starting and this. And with the PDF, you, you, now you're getting very close to what is very normal work 
cycle for you know to get a PDF in the end and then upload that. That that it really yeah. speeds it's, it's going to speed up quite a lot of things, and I think uh, we are going very quickly to a more effectivization and a hyper personalization of things. This was my news. Yeah. So you can and now I take the one uh, that you uh, right. you know I take one. So you have in Stanford uh, the Center uh, for Research on Foundation Models. And if you go to their, uh, if you go to their webpage, you go in and you end up in what is called uh, Stanford University Human-Centered Artificial Intelligence, so, so high, And they are now introducing what they call the Foundation Model Transparency Index. So they are basically trying to understand uh, what is the level of transparency that you can have with the different large language models? And of course, that then becomes interesting in, in, in relation to, you know, if it's more transparent, supposedly it's easier to use uh, for, you know, in, in, uh, uh, using your company and your public sector because you, you, you have more understanding for what it really is. And the, the less transparent it is, 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 you know, it has its pros and cons. So they've done this uh, transparency index and then you get a score and, and you know, the, the top score is of course, uh, Lama 2 with Meta. And then you have Blooms, uh, OpenAI GT4 and you know, Amazon Titan text in, in this uh, little uh, graph is sort of has the lowest score. So basically they put, this is a p paper that you can find on, on Stanford University on the high side and you can Google the foundation model transparency index, foundation model as so FM, Ti. How can GPT-4 be so transparent? Yeah. Well, obviously they have actually uh, did a quite a, and there is a research paper of 200 pages. Uh, they have done uh, the indexing on a hundred different indexes, which basically, and it's written down as so you yeah. have it, it's divided on 30% on how the model was created. The second thing, the data, the transparency and the risk of how the model was created. And the third one is how the functionality yeah. so works and how you can use it. So the, they have written basically nothing about how GPT-4 was created. So Yeah, so, but this, they have done their own uh, research, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, it's, base, it's, base, so the paper base, is quite. They, there is an index on that as well. How well the company has explained the model. Uh, that was one of the thirty percent okay. as well. So, I mean, like, so the model, the, the model it's really the, the, the transparency index is a score where they look at data, labor, compute methods, model basics, model access, capabilities, risk, mitigations, distribution, usage uh, policy, okay, feedback, kind of impact. Uh, you know, so. You know, it's, it's a bunch of different dimensions that they then put into an index, right? And, you know, and, and then in this paper, they go into the, this course and they go into this, how it really works and all that. Uh, but it's quite interesting, right? Because it's, it points the picture at what I think is, if we want to be serious about this, we, we need to find ways to manage it and govern it and we need to find ways of understanding pros and cons we're going different or routes simply ignore it and say i don't want to be transparent about this i would love to see apple up on this list um they will probably be in the last in the list. yeah <laughs> yeah true. they are smart they will not do an LLM model <laughs> they will just use emetas and that's it let's go <laughs> <laughs>